we think that we can, by changing the people who run the fund, also uh, get new perspectives and disseminate kind of this learning opportunity to more people. Welcome to the Swisspreneur Show, a podcast about startup stories and learnings from experienced entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Sylvan. Cynthia, a very warm welcome to the Swisspreneur Show. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you very much for the invitation. I'm happy to talk about uh, my background and about S2S Ventures specifically. Yeah, you mentioned it. You are the co-founder and also board member at S2S Ventures, the first student-run venture capital organization rooted in the university networks of Switzerland. And before we actually talk about S2S Ventures, we want to learn more about your personal background. You have quite an international background. You studied in the Netherlands, did an exchange here in Milano in Italy, and you also interned in Germany and in Singapore. So I wonder, this is quite, you know, a, a special setup, not the normal setup to be so international. So what has this international setup actually taught you? What did you take away from it? So I would say I took several things um, with me. So I learned, for example, to quickly build networks with uh, people you don't know. So you have to quickly learn and, and, and get to know people. You have to quickly um, understand different cultures and cultural backgrounds. Um, I think also working in teams is a very important aspect um, in very diverse teams. Mm -hmm. So these are very, um, I would say, most of the um, takeaways I, I learned from these opportunities. You also have a broad professional background because you were actually active in the strategy consulting area. But then in 2012, you decided to leave the strategy consulting world and became became the head of investment strategy and portfolio management at the Neue Zürcher Zeitung here in, in Zurich. So I also just wonder, how do you make such a transition, you know, from strategy consultant to investment manager? Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds very uh, dif different, but mm -hmm. it isn't in fact, because from the strategy side, I was advising funds, for example, in their due diligence and in acquiring companies. So I had this corporate finance background yeah. and then I applied it basically at the Neue Zürcher Zeitung as an investor myself yeah. and learned more the, the tools and really uh, how to do the investments and build companies. So it was both investing and also setting up companies. And at the same time, you also became active as a business angel, right? So did that also just go hand in hand or what was your motivation to also become an active investor yourself as yeah. a business angel? So I, I got more into contact via the NZZ role. I got more into contact with uh, young startup, early stage startups. And mm -hmm. I really liked the way how, um, how this works. And I started to experiment a bit and did one or two investments myself. Yeah. Yeah, one of them is, for example, View Ventures. Uh, we also had one of the two actually of the founders on the show, uh, uh, Peter and uh, also Fabrice. And I just wonder, like, what does your portfolio look like from a business angel perspective? Do you have any specific industry that you're particularly interested in or what's your focus there? Yeah, so I think View is an exception. It was a, a direct-to-consumer business and mm -hmm. very successful. I really um, think it's a great team, great company. Um, but I, since then, I've invested mainly in healthcare sector, in the healthcare sector, where I feel now um, pretty comfortable investing. And I have a good network and can leverage also uh, on the technical expertise of other people. So I really feel comfortable investing in that field and also in the sustainability field, which I'm going to explore further for myself. 
Why are these two industries or focus areas particularly interesting to you? Because I think also on a personal level, you are a health addict or uh, you, you call yourself like that on, on a website or in, a, in an interview. So what is the personal motivation? Why are you so interested in, in, first of all, healthcare or health in general and also sustainability? Yeah. So I think it's important. So from my perspective as a business angel, it's important to um, kind of combine my skills with um, really impact And I think healthcare is an industry which is still very traditional and where there is a lot of room for improvement and innovation yeah. and impact. And sustainability is the same. So that's why I really uh, want to focus on these areas. Yeah. Got it. And what are like the three crucial factors that you look for in a potential investment as a business angel? So... I would say, I mean, it's easy to say three crucial factors. I think it's <laughs> yeah. more than three. But um, I would say, generally speaking, uh, you look for um, really the outliers. So no investment has no risk or no weaknesses. Yeah. You always find something. So you have to look for something where you believe that this is an outlier and this can really um, uh, become a big uh, business opportunity. Right. Mm, and um, And then you also look at, maybe the weaknesses they have are manageable in a, in a certain sense, right? But you cannot exclude all risks. So there can be market risks like COVID came. So you sure. cannot influence any everything. So, yeah. yeah. It sounds very simple in theory, right? Identify the outliers and you will have a, like a beautiful return. But in practice, that turns out to be way more difficult, I imagine. So how do you do that? For sure. Um, so I would say non, no investor picks always the right bet, right? Mm -hmm. So there's always, uh, uh, let's say, less um, uh, successful companies. Mm -hmm. But um, I would say, I would say that my uh, personal network and my personal also uh, value add that I, that I try to also add to those startups is for me um, important. And mm -hmm. that's why I'm then convinced that this startup can, can have a better, let's say, track record than others. <laughs> Are there any signs that you look at, you know, in the early days? Because then it's it's super difficult to say who will be an outlier success and who won't be. So are there any indicators that you look at where you say, okay, this is the founder background or this is the market size or anything of that sort that you look at and say, okay, if these things are checked, then the chances to become an outlier are significantly higher than if they are not checked. I would say, so in, in, the, in the phase I'm investing, which is pre-seed, yep. Um, it's important that the team is uh, uh, has the let's say the edge to really um, to really win win this uh, this game they're in. So and and the team this is very important. So you you get to know the team when you work with the team. And so I like to really be close and work with the team and be active involved. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't feel comfortable to make an investment. So I think that that's for me the most important fact factor in the in the pre-seed phase. Yeah. And, and how do you do that? How do you work with the teams, you know, before you make an investment? Like, do you join them on a part-time basis or how, how do you have to imagine I mean, that? Yeah. I mean, they, the teams usually, they also select their investors, right? right. Yeah. So they also make their due diligence. So mm -hmm. you are in, in a discussion with them. You really have to also pitch yourself uh, to, to yeah. win the investment. If it's a competitive deal, you also... Um, I mean, you can already in the early phase uh, help them maybe find investors, maybe find the right people, help them setting up uh, incentive structures. So there are several yeah. points you can work with them and then you see how they interact, how they interact as a team, how they go about uh, solving the problem. So that's uh, important indicators for me. 
And how, how much time do you actually allocate to this? Like, do you say there's a trial period for six months or longer, shorter? No, I would say it's shorter than six months. So you have to have the, the decision earlier. But it depends how early you are in contact with the team, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe they they have a time frame of six months to raise their first round. Then, yep. then you kind of have more time. But if not, uh, it can it can be also shorter. Yeah. Okay, got it. But I think that's also an important takeaway for founders. Really plan enough time to give your potential investors the chance to get to know you and to also build some traction and Definitely. show some progress. Because if you just want to go out there and race from today to tomorrow, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, definitely. And you get to know your investors, which is also important. Absolutely. Right? You also mentioned the smart money aspect. So what else are you actually offering or how are you supporting your, your portfolio companies with the smart money approach beyond your pure monetary investment? So definitely I can help them to set up, for example, incentive structures structures, to find financing co-investors, um, to really build product market fit. So I've seen several startups and uh, I've also helped to build several startups so I can definitely help. And to be very concrete, in the VU Ventures case, I um, organized the Series B financing round of the company with Edward Ventures. So I think that's, for example, yeah. one of my uh, historic, um, yeah. You know, it, it all comes back to the network that you mentioned in the beginning. So I think it's it's beautiful to see how the different career paths and your international background that allows you to build networks fast play in here together and actually make that possible. Yeah, definitely. Are there any red flags that you see when you make a, a potential investment that then stops you from making it? I mean, there are red flags is uh, is a big word, but of course there are sometimes red flags. Um could be that the um, shareholding structure is not well distributed, that founders are not incentivized enough. It could be anything, any uh, market um, dependencies or risks that are very high. So it's really very diverse. I mean, okay. it can be anything. But also, yeah, probably really depends on the case yeah. uh, to, yeah. to make that call. Have you ever regretted not making an investment? I mean, there have has been investments that I lost in the past. Um, I would say that's also belongs to to this, uh, let's say, work or activity. Right. So you have to deal with it. But I think there are always great founders coming up, uh, new startups coming up. So I'm not. I don't. As a business angel, you don't have this pressure mm -hmm. to invest. You know, as a fund, you have this because you have to right. deploy the the capital. But as a business angel, you're more like say relaxed in terms of uh, fund deployment. Exactly. When you actually lost your investment, how did that make you feel? Because I, I, you know, you know, it's part of the game, but when you actually go through it, I can imagine it's still probably harder than you would have anticipated before. Yeah, it can be like a bit uh, disappointing because you, you work or you, you, um, you invest time in, 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 right. the, in the founders, in the team. So I think you you also make your learnings, right? Yeah. Um, maybe uh, to kind of have a good balance with the team, you know, if, if, and clear communication is very important, right? So um, I think that's, that's, but that's part of the game, I think. Sure. Well, I mean, I think what you just mentioned is really important that if the communication is good and you trust each other and you know, okay, we all gave our best, but it just didn't work then you can also end it on a good note. You you might have lost your investment, but then at least on a personal level, you feel like, hey, 
we did everything we could. But if that's not the case, I can imagine it gets way more difficult. For sure. And most of the time, the investments come back, you know. True. <laughs> so uh, if you meet an investor, I think as a founder, you should be um, very aware that, that the second round or third round, you might uh, want to win that investor again. True. And I mean, especially here in Switzerland, where the community yeah. is still pretty small. So you just know each other, right? Exactly. And yeah. you don't want to risk that. Then in 2016, you also joined Villa Finance, a multifamily office. And I just wonder, you were active as your own, like your business angel, you did your own investments. Why did you decide to also go and work for the family office and do investments there instead of just becoming your own business angel and maybe launching your own fund or anything of that sort? Okay, I think at that time I wasn't yet that, let's say, um, uh, advanced in terms of learning, in terms mm -hmm. of my experience. So I made one or two investments, so not really uh, many. Yeah. So I would say that this uh, was a great learning opportunity at the family office yeah. to see a lot of cases, to learn, um, make mistakes, but at the same time also uh, learn from those mistakes. So I think it's a great opportunity to build out my network there. So it was a great opportunity for me too. So please talk a bit more about the mistakes and the learnings that you took away from, from that time. So it, it's, it's very diverse, right? Uh, it's dealing with uh, ventures, it's um, it's winning deals. It's uh, it's very it's on different levels, right? But what what was so appealing to you? I mean, you saw the learning opportunity, but there you also had a very diverse industry focus. Of course, there are some startups that you invested in, but also other companies, right? Uh, yes, so it was more on a, a, a later stage level, so Series A and onwards. So I could see, I mean, Series A types of startups, you um, uh, also evaluate a little bit differently because you have more um, facts to check, more numbers to look at. Right. So you have a very uh, uh, more structural and analytical approach, while in the pre-seed phase, you also invest in the future of those companies and, and in, their, in the team's ability to, to realize that future. So, so would you say like at, at the pre-seed stage, it's really a lot about the team as you described the the team that you invest in basically and then later down the road you get more kpi and probably also growth focused exactly you get more growth focus you get more kpis you have clear um maybe benchmarks you know uh you can really uh, um, make comparisons between uh, um, startups and can really judge startups yeah. right and and also i would say it depends i mean it's also not um it's not easier to get into Series A because a company is more uh, visible or right. in a way more has more traction. It's I would say it really um, is uh, is a you really have to uh, look at it and have to really decide then and and try to win it if it's a good deal. Were you in any of the companies that you then invested in, in in the Series A? Did you do any previous investment in the same companies because that usually gives you a seat on the table, right? Yeah. We did. So um, we have some seed investments where we did follow on rounds in the Series A. Yes, of course. Um, it really uh, is, of course, a decision then later, like uh, if you want to follow on or not or how you do it. Yeah. Right. And how do you actually make the decisions what to invest in with the family office? I can imagine that these are a, big, a bit bigger and more complex structures to reach a, an investment decision than being your own business angel boss, basically. Yeah, that's true, definitely. But I think also in S2S, uh, we will set up 
let's say, also structures to yeah. to really uh, have the whole investment process um, structured in a way that um, you can uh, you can really make sure that an investment is properly due diligence and investment decisions are um, also um, done in a in a proper way or in a in a roughly way, right? Got it. And yeah, you mentioned S2S Ventures. So after four years at Villa Finance, you then joined S2S Ventures in 2020. And it's the first student-run venture capital organization. And I just wonder, why did you decide to co-found that together with Thomas and Alex? What was sort of the lack or the need that you identified and said, hey, now it's time to really launch this initiative? We see, We think that... At the moment, um, we see a lot of uh, professional funds and a lot of funds that go very early into the pre-seed stage and uh, a lot of contact um, to, uh, from the, the entrepreneur clubs at the universities. They told us they get a lot of contact and outreach from, from funds. Um, but we, what we don't see is any initiative that really brings together all across campus um, uh, kind of initiative that brings together all universities. Yeah. And that's very close to the universities. So to tap into those networks. And that's why we think it's the right time now to start such a fund. And we see role models in the US that work very well, the dorm room right. fund and other funds. So we, we see that there is a potential to do that in Europe as well. And we start with Switzerland. <laughs> Makes sense. And why are students actually the key for the further development of the startup ecosystem? What, what is their role and why, why are students so important? Because um, students, they are very close to the university research. Mm -hmm. So they are close to their peers. They can identify easily investment opportunities. And the most important thing is they have an unbiased view on technology and technology trends. So they, they don't have um, this history of uh, um, bad investments that maybe some venture capitalists have and then they don't invest in that area anymore. Mm -hmm. So they are really unbiased and they have they are embedded in the university networks, the clubs, where they can also tap and have access to their events, to their mentoring, to other um, activities or infrastructure that is important to also support those startups in the early phase. Makes sense. And where did you actually meet Thomas and Alex? So I met um, Alex. Uh, Alex was the head of the Auto ID Labs. Um, mm -hmm. That's an initiative of the University of St. Gallen and ETH. And when I worked for Valora, we did uh, together projects on customer loyalty and promotions at the point of sale. And nice. he and his PhD students supported us in realizing those uh, activities. Yep. Um, so I had a very good impression uh, on what, what the university and what the students can also deliver, right? Right. And uh, Thomas um, was actually already on board when I met him on board of S2S Ventures. And yeah, that's how, how we met. And sometimes, I mean, we met at events or uh, juries or something like this, but uh, we were never very close. But now we got to know each other better. Got it. And then he said, now it's time to launch this initiative. Exactly. <laughs> so please also walk us through how it exactly works, because the students, they are not only the investment focus, they are also the people who actually run the fund to a certain degree. So please walk us through how S2S Ventures actually works. Yeah. So the students um, are uh, uh, part of an, so we, we set up a student team. So basically two students from each university, which is EPFL, ETH and 
HSG. Mm-hmm. And um, we would like them to join in the investment committee. So it's a balanced committee, cross-campus balanced committee. It's an aut- autonomous investment committee. So meaning we are we leave the room. We are not in the room when they make their investment decisions. No. They autonomously will um, also uh, debate and negotiate with the startups. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, we are only there as a board to guard like the investment process itself and the guidelines. So we set up the investment guidelines together with them. And mm-hmm. that is uh, basically the only framework they have within this framework they are free to decide and um, from our point of view they are really this is a unique experience for them to have a hands-on learning opportunity and uh, of course I mean uh, we we um, we envision a very successful fund but probably there will be maybe years that are less successful or right. investments that are less successful than others so that's that's what we see and how we work together right. Before we continue with the show, we would like to introduce you to our new partner, Nuco. Nuco helps founders navigate the paperwork that starting a company involves. From the first consultation all the way to the commercial register, Nuco has helped more than 900 entrepreneurs start their company, and they do so at highly competitive prices. To find out more, visit nuco.ch slash Swisspreneur. Again, that's nuco.ch slash Swisspreneur. And now, on with the show. And you mentioned this investment decision framework. How does that look like? Like what criteria, what kind of points do you identify and look at there? So, um, for example, just to, to mention a few, but we would like to invest in teams, not in a single founder or We would like to have a company legally structure already established when we invest. So things like that. Um, At the same time, um, uh, we will leave enough opportunity, for example, to discuss valuations, right? So our students can discuss valuation. We'll not say you get a ticket of 20K and you invest in a convertible note. So you don't need to discuss valuation. So this will not be the case. We really want them to learn and make this learning opportunity. So we will also part of of this whole um, uh, initiative is also to publish those investment criteria Mm -hmm. and uh, set standards for the Swiss ecosystem. That's how we also want to make it more transparent. The whole um, VC, let's say, um, uh, area, we want to make more transparent and also professionalize it more in the pre-seed stage. Got it. So there's this certain degree of checklist, the investment process that you set up and the students run through it, but then they also have the freedom to really go out and negotiate and have probably also their gut feeling involved with the final decision making. Yes, definitely. That's definitely our aim. Makes sense. And I also wonder, you know, just in case if they're if they make a decision and say, we want to invest in that company where you as board think this is a terrible decision. What happens? Do you interfere or what happens there? I mean, that's every I think startup investing is risky, right? As such. So uh, and there will always be uh, bad and good decisions. So we will not. uh, I mean, that's part of the game, I would say. But we think that with the um, uh, the students being at the front or at the core of this um, fund, we are able to have this unbiased view, mm-hmm. and we really hope that this will make a different um, will will really make a different impact on 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 the whole ecosystem. So that's why we are positive, and we think that this will work. Great. 
And how do you actually pick the students? Because I guess they are still actively studying, you know, when they run the fund, right? Yes, they are actively studying. So they can be undergraduates. We have undergraduates, um, PhDs and uh, master students. Um, we, we see that they have to commit a certain time to this uh, project, of course. And um, at the same time, we pick or we looked uh, for people who are really cu curious about this, who have maybe former internship at VCs or uh, startups and who are really um, uh, able to work also in a team, have maybe some experience already in the student university clubs. So um, we have very diverse uh, team right now. So really ranging from uh, uh, somebody who works on artificial heart in his PhD and runs the um, consulting club at ETH um, to um, a former um, HSG um, Start Global um, member, committee member. So it's really a diverse team. Awesome. And what is actually your investment focus? Do you have any specific industry or, you know, anything else that you want to focus on with that fund? Um, no, we don't want to set a narrow uh, industry focus because, I mean, Switzerland as such is probably already um, not a huge market, but, uh, you know, has has opportunities. So we would like to also give them, leave them the freedom to really decide on topics. That's mm -hmm. exactly also one of the mechanisms, right? If they think quantum is important and there are interesting quantum computing startups from ETH, we will invest in them. If they yeah. think biotechnology is important and there are some interesting opportunities there, they can invest in that. So we don't want to really set any any um, confinement. There's also a differentiation to the funds out there, probably. Right. And any focus in terms of stage? Do you want to also go in there pre-stage as early as possible? Or do you also accept later stage investments? Yeah, we will be the first money in. That's uh, sure. Because with our ticket sizes, which are around 20 to 150K, we are a pretty, let's say, small investor. So we want to start very early and really also fill this gap really in the beginning. So because we think that the most of the, um, uh, let's say from, from a founder's perspective, um, this is difficult to find the first investor, right? right. So you don't usually start, uh, you don't usually have a great network you can tap into. So this is the kind of gap that we want to fill. Yeah. Makes sense. At the same time, I also think that, you know, there are many business angels out there. So you, so you probably also have quite a, some competition uh, with all the business angel clubs and everything else out there. So how do you see that? Do you see that you do have any unfair advantages with the closeness to the universities, for example? Or how do you want to make sure that you know, the early companies, they can usually select and choose their investors. So how do you want to make sure that you get a seat on the table? So first of all, we really want uh, for the startups to to really choose the best fit for themselves, yep. right? So since we are independent of any uh, um, angel club, of any uh, fund, of any VC fund, right. uh, we can really build a collaboration platform. That's also part of the vision that we have a collaboration platform with VCs, but also with business angels so they can co-invest with us. So we don't want to exclude anybody. We want to be uh, um, really like um, actually helping those startups to find the best uh, fit investor for them. That's our aim. I like that. That's cool. 
I also wonder, how do you then reimburse the students? Do they get paid for their time or do they have a, like a classical fund? Is there a management and a performance fee or how does that work with the students' time that they invest in into building S2S Ventures? Yeah, so we have thought this uh, through. Um, one of the aspects that we think is very important is to give back. So um, we designed the fund. So nobody, there is uh, no, uh, there are no salaries, mm -hmm. not to the students, not to the board. So nobody receives salaries. It's a, uh, it's basically uh, we invest our time and we believe in long-term uh, profits. Mm -hmm. So the carry that is a classical, we have a classical structure. So uh, to, around two percent management fee and twenty percent carry, and the twenty percent carry is then distributed half. Uh, half of the carry goes to the university clubs because those university yeah. clubs are basically make sure or ensure that we have uh, constantly um, a new uh, investment committee, a new student team on board. Yeah. And they help us also with the events and other um, important factors for the fund. So we really would like to incentivize them on a long term with a carry. And um, yeah, and the, the other half goes to board and advisors. And uh, yeah, and the management fee itself is really only for, uh, uh, let's say, uh, operational costs of the fund and really running those events, etc. So we will we will see. And if if we if we uh, happen to have more management fees, we would reinvest them in in startups. Makes sense. No, around the same time, I think uh, on Startup Ticker, you were mentioned together S2S Ventures with the launch, but there was also Wingman with their campus fund that they launched. So some people got a bit confused, like, is this the same initiative? How does it actually differentiate? So what are the key differentiators between the two initiatives? Yeah, I would say um, the most important initiative uh, differentiation is that we are independent of a fund. So meaning um, without knowing too much about uh, what the campus fund will do, but as far as we understand, uh, it's like a seed, like a, um, a seed fund for, for um, wingmen. For us, it's more, we see it more, our initiative as more independent. We want to collab collaborate with the other funds, meaning also with wingmen. Mm -hmm. um, so for us, it's a, a welcoming opportunity to do co-investments together. And also it shows us uh, that we have the right timing because there are more and more of these initiatives. And it's not only wingmen, it's actually in Europe, there are more funds. Uh, the Creator Fund, for example, in the Nordics, or there are more funds that are coming up now built by um, university students. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, that's probably the, the question about the timing, why it's right. There's more and more coming. So it's about time we also have something here yeah. in Switzerland. I also would like to talk about the challenges and obstacles that you face so far when building up S2S ventures. The first one, I can really you know, imagine that some people are a bit more, let's say, risk resistant when they say, yeah, let's put a lot of money into students' hands. So did you have any discussions or challenges about, you know, sort of really getting people on board and letting the students make all the decisions about the actual investments. Were there any challenges or obstacles in that regard to really get the, the people convinced that students should make the final investment decisions? So um, uh, surprisingly enough, um, we got the feedback to have like a very autonomous team to really design it as, very, as being very autonomous, the students mm -hmm. themselves. So there is very much trust in those students. 
Nice. And um, to really, so because it can only be a learning opportunity if they really, if we really leave the room and if we are not in the room, otherwise True. we'll always have bias in the investment decision, right? So that's why we on purpose design it like that. And also we think that the checks and balances are in place because we have those different university clubs represented and the different universities represented with different interests, different like views also on, on those investment decisions. Yeah. I think this also is a very interesting And um, yeah, so we, we, we really believe that this concept is uh, promising and, and, and will kind of regulate itself, right? It makes you want to go back to university. I would like to also be part of that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. At the same time, you know, students, they also very often change. So usually every one to at least five years, they change, they have a, a new role or they start their own job and don't have time to commit to S2S ventures anymore, for example. So how do you want to deal with that turnover? Because I can imagine that's also going to be a challenge that you have to deal with many people in a short time frame, basically. Yeah, I mean, that is also uh, by design, it's, it's meant to be like that yeah. because we think that we can, by changing the people who run the fund also, Uh, get new perspectives and disseminate kind of this learning opportunity to more people and kind of professionalize more this ecosystem and build more like say future VCs or uh, founders by doing that. Right. So that is really by design and we really try by getting those university clubs on board early on mm -hmm. to, um, to de-risk it. So to have them help us um, find and recruit those people. So the first team has been recruited by us. So we really um, decided on, on taking those people on board. But the next teams will, of course, be recruited um, by uh, more and more by the universities and by the former students themselves, former VC students yeah. themselves. So we really think this will uh, become a smoothly running transitioning um, uh, management team, so to say. Awesome. Is there a fixed term how long they can stay there in, in that role or how do you handle that? So we would like them to be at least a year in the mm -hmm. fund. Um, some some uh, can be two years depending okay. when their studies end, but that's that's the vision, yeah. But at, at least when your studies end, you have to also leave the fund. Yeah, that would be the case. So probably you just didn't want to go for a PhD because it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> No, that makes sense. And I also wonder, um, you know, universities, they're usually pretty defensive when it comes to opening access to outsiders, so to say. You're well, very well networked also with Alex on, on, on your board, who has both HSG and ETH experience and roots, basically. Were there also any challenges there to get like official approval or support of the universities behind your initiative? Um, no, I think they, they are seeing this as a very positive development. Actually, even uh, now that we started it, they are thinking of um, setting up maybe some, the ETH, some VC competence center or other oh, things. Nice. So I think there is more to come. We'll see more. Yep. Um, and uh, of course, we are now formalizing our, um, with the university, university clubs and organizations, we are formalizing our uh, agreements. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, but generally speaking, it's a positive um, trend we see and a positive um Yeah, development. I also like that, like the VC focus at the ETH, for example, as a potential development, that's that's really great for the ecosystem. Yeah. The other challenge I want to talk about, you also need money, obviously, to invest into these companies, right? So where does the money come from that you actually invest? 
So um, that's a good question. <laughs> of course, we ourselves, we uh, also invest in, in, in the fund. And then we um, mainly approached uh, private investors that have a relation to the Swiss ecosystem mm -hmm. um, and that really want to also um, kind of contribute to, to this ecosystem. So that see this as a as a different way to to contribute to the ecosystem. And how much money are you raising in total? What's your targeted fund amount? Yeah, so the fund size is 10 million and we'd like to have a first close at around 3 million where we would start to invest as well. Makes yeah. sense. When do you anticipate that closing? So we anticipate that soon. Um, and we are in in the in the process of uh, formalizing or let's say closing those commitments. Yeah, got it. And how difficult is it actually for you to raise funds these days? Because you know interest rates are at an all time low, so people are actually actually looking for attractive potential investments. At the same time, it's new. You don't have the track record with that specific fund. Of course, you as a person have it, but not with the fund. So is it challenging? Is it tricky to raise uh, these? three to 10 million or how do you experience it so we i mean we are the, we as a team have very strong a very strong network i think that helps first of all and track record so this also helps um of course this is, the concept is new both from it's a new fund and we we have a new design of a fund basically mm -hmm. so this both is challenging let's say but i think uh, we explain it very well and We, we have the perception that investors are also looking for something different uh, nowadays and not um, maybe as a standard um, VC fund. Um, so we, we see it as a positive. We see some positive signs here. Okay, that sounds promising. And let's also look into the future. You have planned to make the first investment still this year in 2021. Any guesses or you know thoughts about what that investment might be? So we have a lot of uh, uh, investments in the, let's say, promising investment opportunities in the pipeline. And um, I don't want to uh, um, tell too much about it. Um, when we close the first investment, we will communicate definitely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you plan to make that in September, October, or what's the time timeline here? No, that is uh, a good a good frame, I okay. would say. After yeah. the summer break, we'll probably hear back from you. Yeah. And you also draw a bit of the vision about where you want to develop S2S Ventures to. So what what are your plans over the next 12 months, but also beyond that? Where do you envision, where do you see S2S Ventures in the future? So as I uh, touched upon, we would like to um, not only run a Swiss, Swiss fund, basically, but maybe become bigger at some point and, and connect European universities. Mm -hmm. So that would be really the vision. And uh, yeah, let's see. <laughs> But where would you actually go first after Switzerland? Do you already have any country or university in mind? So I don't want to, we didn't, um, I mean, there are many nice universities and, and strong universities in Munich, in Berlin. So there are these hubs, tech hubs, um, where you can um, uh, really, I think, build um, this network. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll see where it takes us. Got it. And also talking about the future, what do you think will be the biggest challenge that you will have to solve over the next 12 months? Yeah, I would say we have to finalize um, uh, the, let's say, setup. We have mm -hmm. to get the team uh, going and 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 uh, set up the operational uh, running of the fund, basically. Yeah. And of course, finalize the fundraising. So uh, get to first close. That's Absolutely. our next step. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. 
We always like to close the episodes with a few other questions about the personal background or personal recommendations. So in that regard, do you have any resources or gadgets that you can recommend to our listeners? That can be books or blogs, podcasts, or also just gadgets that you use yourself every day. Ah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm... um, What kind of... I would say... If you're interested in investing, I mean, there are some interesting podcasts, uh, Venture Village, or um, what I also like is uh, more like uh, leadership topics or or book topics of Renee Brown. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. Good recommendations. And for the very last part, we always ask you some rapid fire questions. I give you either a short question or a choice between two or three options. And then you quickly have to make one choice and explain it in one sentence. Are you ready? Yeah. So how many hours of sleep did you get last night? Seven hours. That's pretty good. Founding or investing? For now, investing. Seed or pre-seed? Or in your case, probably also Series A. I'll say seed. Why seed? Seed um, is a bit, um, let's say... Pre-seed is always a very, um, let's say, very much unknown venture. Mm-hmm. Seed, you know, a bit more. And yeah, that's that's a bit of a, let's say, you, you have more data points to check on. So still enough upside potential, but also yeah. a bit more certainty. Yeah. Or at least a, gut, a better gut feeling. Yeah. Makes sense. Where do you actually go to think? To the mountains. Oh, I like that. That's cool. And you've lived in many places, so I just wonder, what's your favorite place to live in the world, if you could choose any place? Um, Switzerland. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, you have to say that. (laughs) No, no, that's not, that's really true. I love the mountains, so I'm an active mountaineer and a skier, and uh, I love it, so I couldn't imagine a better place. Uh, It's a pretty good place for that stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Cynthia, thank you so much for stopping by today. It was a pleasure talking to you and we wish you and the S2S Ventures team all the best and lots of success and are very curious to see what your first investment will be later this year. Thank you very much, Sylvan. Now that you've finished listening to the episode, why not top it off with a quick rating on Apple Podcasts? It's one of the best things you can do to help us reach more entrepreneurs just like you.